Hey there, beautiful joy seeker. Welcome to the I Am Changing podcast. I'm your host, Kaz Humphreys, and I'm a change facilitator. In today's podcast episode, I'm delighted to be joined by the amazing Robbie Zek of Robbie Zek Consulting. Robbie is the author of the most beautiful book, The Blossoming Heart, and the creator of the aromatic kinesiology method, the aromatic heartwork that inspires transformation. I love Robbie's work on the mood-enhancing benefits of essential oils for emotional health and how they can affect the integration of emotional experiences is powerfully represented in her workshop series. She has a unique style of teaching that explores how to use essential oils to facilitate change, release unresolved stress, change patterns of belief that are no longer useful and to reframe emotional issues. Essential oils are such strengthening companions for any healing journey and quietly influence the heart and emotional brain through the powerful effects of aromatic anchoring. Aromatic kinesiology is an immersive aromatic experience crafted with beauty and love, where you are fully supported to renew your relationship with yourself and your beautiful blossoming heart. As your emotional resilience and self-confidence grows, you can live more fully and make an impact with the people, passions and purposes that matter most to you. Robbie is a true trailblazer in the wellness world, in particular the field of aromatherapy. She has spent many years in France and loves the folklore and traditions of this ancient modality. In this episode, we'll talk about the power of plants and how they can affect us individually and assist in building emotional resilience. Based in Ballarat, Australia, with a career spanning more than 40 years as a kinesiologist, counsellor, naturopath and NLP practitioner, Robbie has also led more than 30 exquisite women's retreats in Bali. She's also the co-founder of Aroma Tours, which she established with her husband, Jim Llewellyn, in 1995. Although on hold at the moment due to COVID restrictions, their beautiful tours and retreats take them to Spain, Italy and province in the south of France every year. I'm delighted to announce in this episode, Robbie Zek. Robbie Zek, thank you so much for joining me today. Wonderful to be here on this <laughs> beautiful morning I'm really happy to be here Karen it is a nice morning today actually isn't it I'm, I'm really glad we got together and it's we were just talking listeners about how challenging life is with the current restrictions and the and where the world is at and Robbie I've invited you today to explore your passion and talk to us some more about aromatic heart work can you describe a little bit about what that is aromatic kinesiology and heart work yeah well, aromatic, as in aromas and essential oils and kinesiology, as we know, is muscle testing. And when aromatic kinesiology was born, I wanted to bring these two beautiful modalities together. And, um, and so really, aromatic kinesiology is very much about uh, making space for what is next in your life, because often we're speeding along, we don't um, do the things to bring ourselves into balance regularly. And so aromatic kinesiology is like a, a map for your heart, if you like, 
I so love you, that. I yeah, love that for your heart to get yeah. back into um, your flow and and understanding where you currently fit in your life and you know we as we were just talking um we are in this different sort of world living through covid and it's 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 been tough you know for everybody to um look at um how to continue to create a beautiful invitational presence out into the world so for me um aromatic kinesiology is very much about what's going to be born in me now what will be born in me now what's going to come through how can i meet myself very deeply on the inside of me so in workshops and they are live workshops um, um, there's this this beautiful interaction between people through the questions that we ask and we use the power of smell or working with essential oils to act as signposts or, or guiding posts to take us from let's say from island um a to island b if island a is not where we want to be and we and um and we want to move across to island b so this beautiful sense of smell helps to take us there and it takes us away from what we don't want to help us move towards what we do want and if you think about um if you think about the idea of of working with emotions you know we have we have mind mood and emotion being affected by smell particularly at the amygdala and so you could ask the question is an emotion um, a mood um, a feeling an impulse or a neurochemical um, event and perhaps it's all of those and so if we if we could look at as emotions having a chemistry or chemical reaction in our systems and as we know we store emotions everywhere not just in our brain in our acupuncture points in our different body systems if you could think of plants um, as we you know plants also have a, a chemical component to them so this seems to be like a beautiful match to be able to work with our lovely um, our plant energies and we are quite familiar with that using bark flowers and bush flowers and all the other lovely um, essences that are around in the world but plant energies make excellent carriers for the release of blocked emotional energies because they also have a chemical component to them and so you know and they speak a unique language of their own as as our emotions do and so if you could think of emotions having uh, their own energetic vibration we find a match for the context of what we're going through with the 60 essential oils that are found um, in the blossoming heart book but also within the aromatic kinesiology model and so oh I could sit here for hours <laughs> you combine for me as an, a qualified industrial chemist and a kinesiologist and I sit here and just salivate at how you bring together what my audience might feel is you know well how do we combine smell and feelings well let's get into that you said something before about the heart work is really opening up that space for the next place that we're going to in our life and sometimes that's not in the next year, the next month, the next oh, the yeah. next moment. 
Yeah, exactly. You know, and we talk about um, emotional, emotional intelligence, physical intelligence, spiritual intelligence, but there's also heart intelligence. An example of emotional intelligence, perhaps, is um, self-awareness, um, emotional self-regulation, motivation, empathy, uh, social skills, and so on. And, um, you know, heart eloquence or, or um, heart HQ is, you know, the clearer the much clearer your heart energy is, the more you're going to be open to um, the pathways of love and tender care for yourself. And to find ways to bring the essence of what we love into our lives is so important, um, into our own self, into our business, into our home. You know? And uh, we sometimes we might think that all these things are separate. But you know, for me, aromatic kinesiology is very much about coming home to yourself. Yes. And, you know, and the more our heart energy is in balance, the more peaceful and loving we're going to be. And, um, and you saw your heart's this beautiful magnetic organ. I mean, there's lots of research around that, you know, with heart math, math yeah. and, and so yeah. on. But, you know, so your, your heart is a magnetic um, organ. It's going to attract you or to people, places and opportunities that are in resonance with um, your own inner stories and your belief about yourself. And so we know out in the world that there's, there's lots of health professionals of various kinds. Um, we're kinesiologists, although my, my work is less of a kinesiologist now, but more about this inquiry of question and, and journeying. Um, there's a lot of people like us now, but in the 70s when I started, I can't believe I'm saying that now, 1978 was when I opened my first practice in massage. You don't have to use it. the numbers out aloud, trust me. <laughs> You know, there was hardly anyone. You no, know, if you did yoga and stood on your head and ate, ate a tub of plain yogurt, you were considered to be pretty out there. Yeah. Out there then. And uh, there's so many people doing beautiful work out out in the world now, such as yourself and and all the beautiful people uh, we do know. Yeah. And some people say um, when I'm when I'm doing the spirit in practice business program, they go, "Well, where are all my clients going to come from?" I said, "You don't have to worry about that because." Once you are really clear and on track with what you want to be doing, people will just come. They align them. They align to you, and it might, they might. Someone else might go to someone else, but it really doesn't matter because you have this beautiful resonance going on with what you love. You know what with what you love about you do what, about what you do, and so it's very important that you you know um, remain loyal to your own truth. It's very important. I love and, that. Um, I think we almost yeah. need to say that again, remaining loyal to yeah, your It's own. important to remain loyal to your own truth. Or, you know, another way of saying that is, is to stay true to who you are. And when you stay true to who you are, you know, um, um, your, your business life, your family life, um, your home life starts to resonate in a very different way. And... Um, and it enables you to stay stable in, in, inside of yourself, I think, to create a, a sense of presence and to be able to settle into yourself in a very loving and tender and caring way is so important. And, you know, nourishment is essential for everybody and it's as essential as the quality of love. But, and so how what you mean by nourishment, Robbie. I really... I know what you mean, but let's expand that a little for our audience, given that a lot of people that tune into myself and probably to you as, as an industry leader are 
people are really struggling. We touched on this before that, you know, COVID has really pushed us out of a space of how we knew life to be certain. There were certain things in life that were guaranteed, you know, we could travel, we could could do whatever we want within reason. And that's all changed here in Victoria anyway. Yeah, it has. And um, for me, nourishment can be on the emotional level, um, it can be spiritually, it can be physically, um, it can be for our mind, you know, for our intellect, those, those four areas, spiritual, emotional, intellect and physical. And, um, and so we need to look at what that means for ourselves because for me, nourishment, one aspect of nourishment for me is the simple things that I do to create order in my life every day. And they're simple, ordinary things like make the bed just right. You know? and um, have a glass of water when I get up in the morning, make a cup of herb tea um, and and have that in my mother's cup. You know, she has these beautiful cups that um, she's not with us anymore, but every time I have my beautiful herbal tea in the morning, I I think of my family, you know, and um, that's very important to me. Um, The the simple things that may not mean anything. That's not a a heavy strategy or something that's difficult. Not at all, and and it has to ritual. You could call it a daily practice, if you like, or, or ritual. Ritual actually comes from a Sanskrit word that mean, comes from two words, which means art and order. Mm. To have art, art, or we could call it um, orderly art or artful order in our lives, and um, I do love that. The, the way of bringing ritual in the Balinese are very, very, very good at that, and yes. the more, the more stuff that is you know untoward in the world that we can see the more blessings that go into the yes. world that they can't see it's called sakala and this color yes and so when stuff is I definitely utilize that myself when i've yeah. i've done yeah. several retreats to bali with other people and it's yeah. i have found myself during lockdown going back to the simplicity of waking yeah. up the sunrise yeah Exactly, you know, and um, meditation or a walk or just yeah, doing walking. For me, it's um, my um, my personal heart child, I suppose, of love, grace, and gratitude. Those movements, and um, the the words and the gestures that go along. It's a moving meditation. You could call it a mantra or a prayer for your heart. Yes. And people can actually find that on my website and all those details are there at the end already in the show links yeah so (laughs) i do those um every day gestures every day um jim and i go for a walk jim's my partner my husband of um, 30 years this year so that's um, a lovely thing to look forward to in december thank you (laughs) so we go for a walk um up through we live in the countryside uh, outside of ballarat and uh, on five acres so I've got a lot to do here in the garden but we go walking um, most days and there's a lovely hill that looks down over the valley and we do love grace and gratitude out 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 in, into the countryside and, yeah. and then we turn and face one another and we do the gestures to each other as well Usually. so there's lots of ways that bring that that can bring in um, steadiness and I find Karen it's those really simple things if you do the simple things that creates a sense of um, comfort um, inside of ourselves and that's why I say nourishment is essential it's just like love because it touches your heart in some way I um, would absolutely agree with that I know 
my daughter's not, she's big on the technology and not big on leaving the house and going for a walk. But what we do is we cook together with music where we do for dancing or play cards or a board game after dinner. It's that connection that enables us to look, you know, make that soul connection with eye contact or light touch. I'm here. Exactly. You're safe. We're in this together without even having to say those words. So I love that you've reiterated yes. that it's almost a simple, the more simple it is, the easier oh. it is to implement, but to the more meaning it has. Yeah. And I think that, you know, in my workshops, I often talk about, um, I have in the past, <laughs> time to be, what that actually means. And to me, time to be, um, or even in, in these times that we're living in, it's become the new luxury. And we have started to slow down. We're living, a, I, I think, uh, in a more sustainable way uh, for ourselves. And um, to me, time to be embraces um, spaciousness, um, peaceful living, a sustainable intact ecology, and staying connected to the things that bring us energy. And, and I remind myself of that every day to, to emotionally regulate myself and also to keep my flow of resilience going. Because it's one thing to do um, push-ups at the physical level, but can you do emotional push-ups? <laughs> and to me, that's... Yeah. Um, Let's that's, expand on that because... Yeah. You know, we're, we're coming into Christmas and, you know, at the time of recording this, we're really uncertain as to, A, whether parts of Victoria will even be out of lockdown for families to come together. I know. So yeah. how, do, how could we use hard work and these simplistic daily practices of loving ourselves and dedicating some time and space to ourselves? Yeah. Think a little well, differently, perhaps. Yeah. Well, one thing I, you know, Jim and I don't have children, but our, our brainchild has been heart childs have been our work, you know. But um, I think as a family, to have a heart jar that you could put little love notes, you know, um, into the jar, or, or uh, we do this in Bali, we have this um, um, beautiful green box that's been to every Bali retreat, there's been 32 of them now, and we send wow. messages of love and care to the box and if you see someone wearing something really beautiful or they or they say something that really touches your heart or or you just want to extend great gratitude to someone or to, or to the whole group you can pop it in the box but um that's a really beautiful thing to do and um and many families have embraced that idea after they go home from the bali retreat and we go what's what's in the box today? And they open yep. it up. Oh, there's a note for me. You know, and, um, and we have a happiness jar here and we kept, yeah. that's our ritual for the Yuletide, you know, those 12 mm-hmm. days of Christmas between the solstice and New Year's Eve, we go get them all out, the full jar and read out on this day, you achieved this and I'm, and I'm, this is why I'm proud of you or whatever. That's it, beautiful. That's lovely. Yeah. Mm. That's very beautiful. That's that's just a simple thing. Um, yes, it's not rocket science. Pardon? It's not rocket science. It's, it's not rocket science. It goes back to the the simplest of things. What brings us joy, um, and the more things that we can do as families and in our in our communities, it's very, it's very difficult actually to even connect with our 
communities physically at the moment because yeah. you know by zoom it's not the same it's teaching the same. by zoom is not the same no. and because you lose that um uh, sense of being blessed when when you when you witness a change in some in, in someone when you're actually actually there however you know as we're coming into you know the the end of the year i can't believe that we're heading off to towards you know october november december now I know, it's um, it can be a stressful time for people even when they do get together and it can be stressful when they don't get together yeah. and um so i think um uh, writing writing beautiful notes to people and sending them off um, so that you feel connecting um, in that way as a family, a, a heart box, a heart gift. It could, yep. it, it could, it could go off and, and what would you put in if, if you were going to send someone that you're not able to connect with over Christmas, what would, what would you want to put in that heart box? It doesn't have to cost anything really. No. Um, it no, could be, we've been doing photos and love letters all yeah. year. It could be a leaf from yep. your garden. Uh, it could be... Um, uh, an affirmation card that you pop in there and so that that you know everybody who is receiving the the uh, heart box uh, has something that can make them feel cherished in some way that, that lets you know that you've been thinking about them you know? i know one of the things that we do to experience festive joy my husband worked in retail like in a supermarket for 15 years and he is the biggest Grinch because he's now allergic to being around all of those people in December. <laughs> he's now become, he's, you can see he's come full circle that we now have a rule in our household that we don't do the multiple social gatherings every week in the week of December. We oh, actually end no. our festive oh. season from December through to the end of January. And so I think we that's go really smart. We, we go there for the, or we connect with people for the day and part of the gift is our time. Yes. Yeah, and we I think that's beautiful. We cook together, we drink together, we cavort, we play everywhere that we go. And so we've now got a standing ritual with a number of different friends. The first Sunday of December, we're going to go here and we're going to have a couple of drinky poos and we're going to have an eat-a-thon and the kids will play and cavort and... It's just lovely to have two months of that planned and to look forward to. And so people say, well, can you catch up and go, I can't do that last week of December. That's when I'm honouring myself for the solstice and Yuletide, but I am free in January and let's make a day of it. Yes. And people, you can see them light up. Yeah. I've never really understood why people rush to connect with everybody before Christmas when they've had all year. <laughs> Yeah. And, uh, and and it's too much pressure, you know, too much pressure. Yeah. So it's about asking, you know, it, will this bring me joy, all this pressure around Christmas and, and to, to space that out. And we have a Christmas ritual of going to friends who live in another country town not far from here in the countryside. But they have Christmas carols every year. Um, yeah. I don't know if it will happen this year. But we meet, we see lots of people that we know all in one hit, but it's, and we stay the night and, and it's beautiful. Someone plays the piano and we have some wine and, and we all bring a dish to share and, and it's very beautiful. So um, because Jim and I um, don't have, we, we have Jim's family here, but my family is scattered all over Australia. So Christmas together is very rare. But um, I think to do what is nourishment for you, you know, you ask yourself, is, is this really nourishing to me? 
and, and to the family. And because um, otherwise the kids feel they've just you know, moved from place to place or going to have two big meals on Christmas Day, I go, why? Yeah, why? <laughs> no, why? why? I'm, I'm why recording this at the start of September for mm. hearing in November and I'm right. balancing people to the stress of Christmas and I've been sowing the seed of, and I love this question. This is my take home of this particular episode is does this bring me joy? And when I'm giving permission to my clients to ask themselves that question and then ask their own families who they're being pressured by to say, well, we need to do yeah. that. You don't need to do anything except experience joy. Yeah. I love the art of asking the beautiful question because it, it opens up this dialogue and it can connect to your heart, but it connects to what is really important to me now. And, and we need to ask these important questions for ourselves to open the doorway to our joy. You know, you need to be able to knock on that doorway yes. and to be able to tap into, you know, the little heart that sits within the big heart. You know, is, is, is this right for me? You know, and what, what do I need to do now if it hasn't been working so far? You know, so I can move from the island that's not working across to the island that is. is um, I love this analogy because yeah. it's, and, and it's nice for the practitioner to reiterate, does this give me joy? Because it's not just the person, the client listening to that question, it's the practitioner is gaining a, an energy exchange from that as well to reaffirm, yeah. yes, yes, I'm it's... doing what gives me joy and I encourage you to become curious, is it giving you joy too? Yeah, yeah I've, I've um, been really tossing that question around around um, creating an online program for aromatic kinesiology, as you know, I have wrestled with That's, this. <laughs> how do we get the cheerleader pom-poms up and down? Yeah! <laughs> um, here, guys. Oh, my God, I've been pushing Robbie to do this forever. Um, but I'm, I'm working out a much simpler way to do it and um, just working with the cards and, and the book and asking yep. questions and going into dialogue. So it takes me a long time to do these things, but I'm, I'm getting there. And, you know, and for me, I'm my own metaphor around that because, I, you know, is it, is it um, helpful, nourishing and kind, you know, to, to myself, first of all? Yes. And, um, yeah, and, and because we've gone through lots of upheaval, um, Jim uh, and, and I, to do with our aromatuous business because we spend most of our, or all for the last, apart from the last two years, 25 years of winters have been in, in Southern Europe. Well, don't worry, I'm salivating about you taking me through and eating. My, I, I've said it, I've put it out there for years. Yes. You are going to help me eat my one day before we retire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't, I'll, um, you. I don't, I'll pay you to go. Yeah. But. <laughs> That's been hugely, hugely challenging uh, to us um, in terms of uh, our income and our business. And we've had to really, you know, uh, pull things right back in the way that we live. But luckily I have a big garden. So I've been, you know, working in the garden and getting yeah. him on board around that to diffuse the stress around that. Yeah. But when you've had a very successful business that's been going for such a long time, you go into this, um, can go into this grief cycle yes. around that. And, and that's what we were more dealing with last year yep. um, and this year we've got more strategies online and, and we're feeling comfortable about that we may be going away next year and everything's in place to do that in fact mostly everything is full 
So, um, and it's required an amazing amount of resourcefulness and courage to keep on holding that um, enthusiasm, you know, the, the enthusiasm for what we really love to do. And um, because our hearts, you know, our hearts are in Provence, our hearts are in northern Spain and, um, or in northern Italy as well. And so, you know, I've been creating a Mediterranean style garden because all the plants that grow over there grow really well here in Ballarat. And so I have these little pockets of joy around on our property and we've also finished our home renovation. So there have been great um, bonuses. Um, in in being able to stop for two years and not go away. And actually when it all, I, I'd, I'd just come back from Ireland, I was teaching aromatic kinesiology in um, Dublin yeah. in early March. And I just sort of slipped back in before we went into the first lockdown. So that was the last um, big workshop that I've had. And I probably had two things since then. And, and, you, and, you, and you do um, begin to wonder, you know, can I still get back in the saddle <laughs> to, to, yes, to continue to yep. do the work that I love and hold the light for other people? And, um, and so COVID's um, really sort of been a, such, a, such a game changer and it's been an important, I think, for the world to, to have compassion for ourselves, to have compassion for all the different polarizations yeah. um, that are going on, but um, to have self-compassion and kindness to ourselves because we're all navigating this new thing that we never thought that we'd ever see ourselves um, moving through. I mean, my parents were born in 1917. They went through the Depression. Yeah. They went through the first, Second World War. Yeah. And they came out of that in the 50s when we were all born. And then, or second one, sister in the 40s, um, saying, well, we don't want you ever to go through that. And so people my age, we've had this dream run in the world, really. We've had a beautiful world. We've had a beautiful life, you know, particularly um, those of us who are living in the Western where we have the education, we have food and plenty of opportunity. I'm not saying that's everybody in the world, but around my age. But we grew up believing and expecting that everything was going to be fabulous the way that it is. And we're, we're having to come to terms with that now because it hasn't been, you know. And, um, and so yeah, we need to... Our work now to migrate through mm. life is... Uh, it's quite uncertain at the moment and what we knew life to be may not continue in the same way. So how do we, um, how do you, Robbie, maintain, other than your garden, what is your heart work practice you know, of asking and, and determining what, where do you find those pockets of joy? Um, well, I often ask myself, how's my heart? I actually ask me, Robbie, how's your heart doing today? Oh, I love that. that. Yeah, how's your heart doing today? I put my hand on my hearty and I go, how's your heart doing today? And, um, and I have a dialogue uh, with myself. I always choose, whoop, I've got the blossoming yes. cards here from the book. There'll be links. While we've been talking, show. I've been choosing one for um, your listeners, our oh, listeners. Very good. And um, so I think it's really important to activate your heart field every day. And for me, it always comes through um, my practice of love, grace and gratitude. Lovely. And, and love the flower of life, grace, divine influence upon our hearts and gratitude, appreciation and thankfulness. And I'm not going to demonstrate the movements that go with that. You can go online. You can go online. 
And um, but that for me is one of the most steadying things that I do. And I go back to this um, go back to this order of appreciation, you know, having order to create appreciation for myself. Yeah. But for me, it's creating creating order is creating space and, and I was talking about with um, talking about this with someone yesterday who's doing one-on-one -on -one work with me with for spirit practice and um, I was talking about the 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 creation of presence inside of oneself to how to create an invitational presence first of all to yourself and then be able to flow that out to other people. Because if you can't do it for, if you're a practitioner, I'm talking to the people who are therapists now, if you cannot do that for yourself on a daily basis, um, how can you go, how can you be doing that for other people, but in the moment, but also long-term? And um, so I've been in business since the mid, you know, late 1970s working for myself. And you know, that has the joy and the trauma. <laughs> <laughs> But um, somehow I have been very fortunate. I've been very blessed by being creative in what I do. I've always lived my business life a little bit outside of the box. You know, when I first developed aromatic kinesiology, the aromatherapy people would say, oh, how can this possibly work? It's far too hard. And the kinesiologists would come along and go, how can this possibly work? It's far too easy. <laughs> and so, you know, have, have For me, it's the perfect blend. It just makes yeah. sense. Yeah, we don't have to everything has its place every type of work and care that we give out to the world has a place yeah. and if you rest back into yourself long enough you will find the place where you resonate best and i cannot stress that enough and, and it's about um, yeah believing in you believing that you're enough um that you that, you, that, that you're loved for what you do, you know, and, and sure, you know, I have parts of me that are unclaimed parts. There are still after all these years, but I have this way of gathering that back into me to make sense, sense of it. And we don't always have to have all the answers for all the clients who are coming in. We don't. In fact, there's something really quite freeing about going, well, I don't know. <laughs> I just don't know about how that might work. What do yeah. you think about that? I love and, that um, because being curious opens up, yeah. opens your heart back up to allow yourself to feel safe yeah. enough to explore. Yeah, I think and so. I, and I think to wrap up today's episode, that's kind of where I want to finish is that beautiful advice to check in with yourself because you are your best medicine. That's right. And so you are your own leader. I um, chose a card. I don't know if yes. you can see that. Is that cedarwood? Cedarwood. And the affirmation is, "I embrace my courageous heart." It's so pertinent to because I was just shuffling them while we were talking, and then, yep. and then this one came out. Love it. And um, the word courage actually comes from a French word, meaning cour, which means heart. And um, and so I, I think that's really appropriate. And if we had time, I could I could read it out. But people who have the book, The Blossoming Heart. I will can, put the link for that in. I will yeah. put the quote in the show links and I will mm -hmm. put the link for the cards, which I find adorable. Yeah. And so, the show links as well. Yeah. So that's in, in like the complete reflection is in the book. And um, to embrace our courageous heart. And I think there's no time like the present to have... Been, been calling on ourselves and the world to embrace our courage, to um, not 
not move into division, but stay with who we are and, you know, have compassion for all the diversion that's going on out there in the world. Well said. Robbie, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your heart and wisdom. As always, listeners, there are daily inspirational posts on my Instagram and Facebook pages. To support our alignment and connection, I've included links in the show notes. I've also included links to Robbie's social sites and web links as well. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode and thank you in advance for sharing this podcast with your own change tribe. I hope it generates a fire of loving support and proactive discussion of how you can take charge of your journey steps through life, regardless of the challenges that experience brings you. I'm your podcast host, Kaz Humphreys, aka The Change Chick. The I Am Changing podcast is a reminder that we can all choose to change and bloom from within. Thank you.